Hello everybody, you are listening to Thunk It, where I dive into some of the unsaid theories and concepts governing our lives and what they really mean. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of Thunk It. My name is Adia and today I'm going to be talking about an idea that may come across as a little bit atypical or maybe even controversial for some of you guys. So, In today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about the idea that free will doesn't really exist. In fact, it's only an illusion, which, um, granted to say, isn't necessary for the normal functioning of society in the current day, but given that, it is still something that is not, in fact, real and um, kind of imagined or built into our system. So, to Quickly go over the definition of free will in itself. It is an idea that individuals in our current society have complete and utter control over themselves. And by themselves, we're talking about their behavior and actions and even their thoughts, right? And I think any normal and average person would assume that, yes, indeed, I do control my thoughts, my behavior and my actions. If I choose to eat an apple right now, it is out of my own free will that I will eat that apple and there is no external force or belief that is causing me to eat that apple. So that is the basic uh, and very brief idea of what free will really is. So before we dive into it, I would like to suggest that we look into the past. So if if you look back far enough when... We weren't as scientifically advanced and mathematics was quite in its um, initial stages. The manner in which humans used to explain things that they could not yet explain with science usually tended to go towards things like magic or supernatural activity or miracles and things of that sort. But as we have um, come, come forward and advanced in both science and math, A lot of those beliefs have quickly died out because we have alternate explanations that make a lot more sense to us, right? And I would like to say that if we are in fact around for long enough and see our advancements reach newer heights, then maybe one day the idea that free will doesn't really exist would also be quite mainstream, which it is not right now. So the main principle which suggests that free will is really a made-up concept is um, is founded on basic logic and the the main principle that we're going to be talking about is something known as causal determinism so quickly what that is is that it claims that in fact um, free will does not exist because things are caused by things so it relies on the butterfly effect or even Um, the domino theory. So to quickly take a detour, when we're talking about the butterfly effect, um, you might have heard this as a common explanation of the time travel paradox. So in the time travel paradox, what people say is that really time travel cannot exist no matter the amount of technology we achieve, simply because if things in the past were changed, it would impact things in the present such that time travel could no longer be possible. 
right? So even the smallest of changes in the past can have an impact on the future. Similarly, um, so following up on that, if event A is caused by B and B is caused by C, you can go back in time infinitely where C is caused by C D and so on and so forth, and you will basically reach the beginning of time or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, you'll reach a stage which is maybe the creation of the universe or whatever was there before the universe. So you can go back infinitely. And um, this same concept can be applied to any action or thought or behavior that you might perform. For example, uh, maybe I ate oatmeal for breakfast because I had a heavy dinner. And I had a heavy dinner because I decided to work out yesterday and I was hungry. So, you know, and I, ha I decided to work out because I had a holiday. So you can keep this um, thought process and train going on and you will ultimately reach an event that is before you were born. So for me to have had oatmeal for breakfast, I must have been born in the first place, right? And for that, for me to be born, my parents must have met. So at the end of the day, the event that you're performing right now is an ancestry result of, um, of something that happened before you were even born. And if it is really the fact that something happened before you were even born, then obviously it is not out of your free will right? If you didn't even exist to uh, cause the domino effect that toppled over to um, ensure your oatmeal breakfast, then it is not out of your free will that that event occurred. So this is the fundamental reasoning of a deterministic approach, specifically causal determinism, and it's, it's quite uh, commonly explored by many other philosophers and I think it is an idea that is bound to become a lot more mainstream as people think about this sort of thing a lot more. And this also very easily ties into the topic and stream study of metaphysics. So um, let's talk about in particular about quantum physics. Quantum physics is essentially a study of just about everything. We're talking about matter, atoms, particles, their interaction with external forces, their interaction with um, each other. So the, the study of um, quantum physics focuses on these very fundamental uh, theories and components which are the founding basis of everything around us. So right now, of course, we haven't achieved uh, all the answers in quantum physics. But let's work on a certain assumption. Let's, um, let's, let's have this assumption that first, yes, indeed, the, the world has a lot of patterns and it is, uh, it is possible for people to discover these patterns, these underlying patterns. And second, let's assume that we are already at that stage. Let's say that we have mastered quantum physics to, to the best that is possible. We know absolutely everything there is to know uh, about particles and all these different components. In that case, if, if we are really able to master quantum physics, then the theory would suggest that using these, um, this, this 
explanation of quantum physics, you should be able to predict every every interaction between particles and every interaction uh, between all these different components, which essentially boils down to the fact that the future is predictable and therefore the future is predetermined, right? Because if we, if we really go into the study of science, it's about uh, finding patterns in the world to predict things. And if we are, even if we were not the species, maybe we'd need um, a different kind of brain to be able to figure that out. So if it is really possible, just the possibility of solving the entirety of quantum physics on Earth would imply that the entire, the entire um, timeline that we've gone through and will go through is a predetermined course which was already, already set out. So it's not really a result of free will that we do the actions that we do, but really it's just simply a result of interaction between particles and components. Now, okay, maybe this, this uh, explanation is good enough to explain actions or physical um, sort of happenings, maybe why the ball falls down and uh, how the ball falls down, maybe it will fall down if it's placed on the edge, right? And maybe moving my hand will move an object, all these things um, make sense. But what about your own thoughts? Are they also in this category? Because th those things happen in your mind, right? So I would like to suggest that really, yes, even brain activity falls into this category. And that is simply because brain activity is really nothing more than um, replacing, not even replacing, but we're talking about neurons and how neurons fire and the chemical interactions in the brain instead of maybe other concepts of gravity or uh, other Newton's formulas. So really, um, it is more or less the same thing. Instead of gravity, we're talking about neurons um, and so on and so forth. In fact, a couple of different studies in psychology will also show that um, brain activity is recorded a lot, uh, like prior to the point where you make a decision to perform an action, right? And this is, uh, so keep in mind, we're not talking about brain activity before making an action, that's obvious, but bef before making a decision to make the action. So what does that mean? It means before you've even decided to do something, your brain has decided that yes, this is what I'm going to do. And therefore, you don't really have free will once again. So all these different theories sort of explain or give an insight into what could be the explanation of the lack of existence of free will. Now, um, there's a lot of opposing theories and the main reason people don't agree with these ideas is because there's a lot of subjectivity in the human nature and in even in human reasoning. And this idea hasn't been quite popularized and therefore it doesn't really fit into the ideals and mainstream concepts of um, topics and themes and conversations that people might have or discuss. So 
right? When it doesn't fit into your ideals of things that you're familiar with, it might seem a little bit um, daunting to 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 be okay with the idea that really everything about your life is a lie and there's, there's nothing that you can do really in life that is not predetermined. So having said all that, um, maybe if you listen to this podcast enough times, you might come around or li- look up a couple of different um, ideas. So one of the, the major philosophers that talks about this is Immanuel Kant, talks about the, the theory of determinism and rationalism and how everything we do is founded on these sort of principles. So what does this all really mean for you as an individual is what is really important. So one of the very popular questions that comes out of such a debate or topic of discussion is um, a lot of different components of society in itself are, are founded on the idea that free will does exist. For example, um, prisons or punishing bad behavior are inherently founded on the idea that a person chooses to behave negatively or even in classroom settings children are often punished for their behavior and it is founded on the this principle that um, if the children child wished he could have just sat down quietly instead of disturbing the class and uh, you know fall, gone through without being punished and um, if really it is the case that free will does not exist, then what does this mean for all these different components that are founded in this? Um, does this mean that we should uh, release prisoners because really they are not um, responsible for the crimes that they do? It, it is predetermined by the universe and therefore they're not at fault. Should we have no authority figures, no teachers, no, no hierarchical structure that imposes a certain set of rules and uh, and ensures that everything is functioning normally. See, now, I would um, kind of disagree with this. I don't think criminals should be out on the road and everything should have absolutely no order because it will work out the way it will. And that is simply because, simply, simply, simply because um, it is a necessity for improving and maintaining the quality of life, right? And um, maybe, maybe you know, of course, maybe it is true that these people are not responsible for their actions. But if there is a way that we can make the society a better place by uh, by founding some components of society based on the idea that free will does exist, then maybe that is the way it should be. There is no need to completely reject things that exist just because a new, a new concept has been, has been talked about. These are all necessary aspects of life. And sure, maybe the world will still continue to function if criminals are on the road, but it's simply a matter of... Um, life quality. Um, over the time, humans have really gone very far in terms of the the lifestyle structure from 
absolute nomads and hunter-gatherer societies to where we are today. And all of this is the result of, of this assumption that free will does exist. And that's fine, right? Having an illusion to propel the society further is not an inherently bad thing. Similarly, how we use the how we use money and currency, even though really they're essentially a myth and have uh, no value if we decide that they have no value as a society, then society would really fail to function in the way it does. So, so illusions are inherently not bad things, and it's completely fine to have have a belief in them, but. It is also wise to be a little bit critical of it, be a little bit critical of your environment and the governing factors which are really, really determining the way our life turns out. So what this, I guess, really implies is that destiny in some sort of way does really exist. And... um, Essentially, destiny is not really an end goal in this case, but the whole journey is destined. Destiny, in in most common cases, we talk about destiny as an end goal where maybe you'll end up successful, maybe you'll end up homeless. But here, what we're talking about is destiny as a function of the entire journey of life, and really, everything is predetermined. So... What does this uh, what does this mean? Should you maybe just sit back and let destiny happen? Um, just ignore everything because you know everything is predetermined anyway. Why bother with it all in the first place? So that's sort of a mindset might not always be the best only because only because uh, while having that mindset might be rationally and logically correct, it is also not the best mindset to have a sense of fulfillment or happiness in life. And that is one of the most important aspects of life, I would say. So so it's it's completely fine to to ignore this this idea that free will doesn't really exist for the majority of your days, for the majority of your time, and work towards goals that you set and things you want to do. And um, all of these things, and have this have this concept or idea really in the in the back of your mind to to sort of serve as a support as a support system when maybe things aren't going well. When things aren't going well, hey, you know this is how it was meant to be, right? That's that's one of uh, that's that's like a little bit of life hack, I guess, if you want to use it. And hey, you know, maybe maybe if you do really decide to sit out on life because it is predetermined, then really that's just the way it was meant to be. Because after all, everything is predetermined. Having said all of that, there are some critiques to this theory and I won't go too much in depth about them, but... One of the major ones is the idea that you can't really prove or disprove this theory and therefore it's not really valid. And that's fine in in some way, but really um, if we were not to discuss this theory at all, just because it can't be proved or disproved, then 
really we're just ruling out a big big part and chunk of something that implicitly governs our life and that should not be the case um irrespective of whether or not it can be proved i think it makes um a lot of logical sense and and holds some truth to it irrespective of irrespective of its proof and maybe one day in the future we'll be able to prove it but at the moment we look at it from a stance of inductive reasoning uh, in that we're using pre-existing knowledge in order to make uh, an, an educated guess about how this may actually pan out you know maybe it is possible that quantum physics is it's completely unsolvable and it has no patterns and there's absolutely nothing predictable about it that we can that is you know that allows for a potential for it to be solvable that is of course a possibility but at the moment from based on everything that we've achieved so far as a species it seems quite improbable that that is indeed the truth yes maybe we need to be smarter and have different equipment and a lot of different tools to figure it out but at the moment it seems to me that yes it is something that is solvable and maybe in the future it might be so another critique of this theory would suggest that really it's not actually determined but it's rather more probabilistic in nature in that there's no 100% certainty rate that we'll be able to predict the future based on solved quantum physics and uh, you know maybe that is the case it is possible um, and in that I'd like to say really if we are able to predict things with a high enough probability of accuracy then it's more or less the same thing and if of course we're working with the assumption that quantum physics is something that's solvable and achievable and if we really do work with that assumption then the probabilistic part of it goes away because uh, assuming in a hypothetical situation that we are able to create a complete model of our world and the universe in in some sort of um i guess magical way and if we really do have every all the components of the world mapped then it should be completely and totally plausible and possible that we'll be able to predict the interactions of those components and therefore the future. This critique is actually a lot more popular when we talk about people's thoughts instead of their actions, in that thoughts are completely implicit and internal and therefore are more likely to be a result of free will but as we have discussed earlier in this episode that really thoughts are nothing more than interactions of chemicals and firing of neurons and therefore they are really bound to the laws of quantum physics as well if obtained mastery and additionally a lot of psychological behavior as an adult is inherently a function of your childhood and experiences as a childhood so even if we were to ignore the the deterministic approach or the metaphysics behind it and quantum physics um, it is quite likely at least in a probabilistic sense to be able to accurately predict your thoughts and psychological behavior simply as a result of the childhood experiences that you've had 
If you've had a fulfilling childhood, you're more likely to have a positive attitude, more likely to do positive actions when you're facing a choice to a chance to make a decision compared to if you didn't have a fulfilling childhood. And there's a lot of different ways to assess this. This is, of course, a complete study in itself, and I won't go into it. A lot of different personality types, a lot of different uh, sort of patterns in people that are noticed. So all of this is, of course, a result of things um, that make you you. And in some sense, I guess you could even find a link to determinism over there because, because your actions as an adult are a result of your experiences as a child. Really, predicting thoughts can also be founded on gaining a mastery of the psychological study. So, with all of that being said, yes, indeed, free will is an illusion, just like back in the day we had magic and miracles. You may think that, no, no way, there's, there's no way that this is quite as extreme as that. There's no way free will and its existence is comparable to magic and supernatural activity. But I'm sure if you were able to dispute the existence of magic back in the day, you would um, you would be sort of criticized or maybe, you know, be labeled a witch to be sent to, to you know, to be stoned, to be burned, whatever. So um, I'm not saying to, to go living your life as as a person who does not believe in free will and completely ignore it um, but I suggest you keep it in the back of your mind it allows you to draw more critical evaluations of the world you live in of the interactions you see happening around people around societies around communities and uh, just I guess it's it's a uh, food for thought to allow you to be a little more critical of the way you live and what really is um, the purpose of life if it was all predetermined. I guess that's that's a very um, open-ended open-ended thought and I will leave it at that cliffhanger. So thank you very much for listening and I'm very glad that the predetermined universe brought you here to listen to this podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you and bye-bye.